review notice permission use. I'm Jonathan Twig. Pembrokeshire County Council Overview and Scrutiny Committee heard last week that more than £185,000 is owed by parents from school meals across the county. Some families of up to £2,800 the council have on a policy that no primary pupil goes without a meal, despite arrears. The amount was revealed as the Scrutiny Committee discussed proposals to increase the cost of school meals and new proposals to ask parents more than 20 days in arrears to provide a packed lunch for their child or children until it's paid, with the cost of a school meal possibly increasing by 10 pence from September. Discounts remain in place for families with more than one child, paying by direct debit or committing to the full school year of primary school meals. Violent domestic abuse and sexual offences are among the 3,300 reported crimes that David Powers Police fails to record each year, according to government inspectors, who blamed a lack of understanding by police staff and limited supervision to correct errors, and said the force's crime data recording required improvement. Plaid Cymru elected David Powers Police and Crime Commissioner David Llewellyn said he wanted to see higher standards in response to a report which showed David Powys has had an 87.8% recording rate. These failings are potentially depriving many victims of the services they are entitled to, and the report singled out domestic abuse reporting as a concern. The Torch Theatre has a rugby-themed week ahead with two events taken to the stage, starting on Tuesday, February the 12th for three nights with the stage production of iconic rugby player Greg Gravel, a man for many embodied what it is to be Welsh. The Welsh Centre passed away after succumbing to complications resulting from contracting diabetes in 2007, aged 56. This is followed on Friday and Saturday night with two shows by Welsh entertainer Max Boyce, who has been entertaining people all over the world for more than 40 years, with his ability to paint pictures in word and song. A modern-day folk hero, both shows are sold out as Max's live performances need no introduction, as the audience reactions and stand innovations often speak for themselves. One of Pembrokeshire's biggest events is set to return this summer, the Countywide Fish Week Festival, being held across nine days in June. With more than 100 events all over the county, from seashore safaris to fresh fish tastings, cookery demonstrations and much more, the festival of something for everyone, says Pembrokeshire County Council. It casts off the fabulously fishy-free family day at Milford Haven Waterfront on Saturday, June the 22nd on the Mackerel Quay. The closing event on June the 30th will be a family fun day at Saundersfoot's Harbour Festival. In local sport, three sides have progressed to the quarter-finals of the West Wales Football Association Intermediate Cup, holders Goodick United overcoming fellow First Division side Hill Branston 5-0. Millens Bridge also secured victory with a 2-1 victory at home to Darcy, and Cairo travelled to Swansea, defeating Monster Sports 4-0. Moncton Swifts returned to the top of Division 1 with a 6-1 win at Moncton Lane over Claverson Road, whilst at the foot of the table Milford United collected their second win of the season, beating Sinclair's 2-0 at Marble Hall. In the only other game played in the top division, Nayland defeated Saundersford Sports 4-2 at the Athletic Ground. With many games postponed in the local rugby, there was a success once again for Whitland. They defeated Clangenach 27-12 at Park Cloyne-Teguin. Tembe United unfortunately lost their 14th consecutive game of the season in the league, going down 25-17 at Hayward Lane to Aberystwyth. In Division 2 West, Pembroke won 31-19 at home to T Crossed to move into second place, and Fishcud won 2018 at St Clair's. In Division 3 West A, Milford Haven won the local derby with Nayland 31-5 to continue their 100% league start to the season. 
Haverford West won 29-3 against Tregallan and Clangham lost 34-7 to Clannabother at Pills Park. Pemmock Quinns lost 38-0 to Larne at Beerspool and Aber Island went down to St David's and won 76-0. I'm Jonathan Twig and you're up to date with all the local Pembrokeshire news here on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. And you're back with Ronnie J and a chat show and the wonderful Mike Hughes from A1 Road Skills. And we have been having a fantastic, fascinating, amazing, wonderful chat tonight about different things I didn't know about, including um, for all you parents out there with young, young adults who want to learn to drive and they have special needs, whatever, however you want to phrase it, diverse needs, autism, whatever. This is the gentleman to get in touch with because they are the bee's knees. You know, this is what they do, or one of the things they do. Um, the other thing I, I we, we were talking about, um, and I won't mention any names because I know they'd be rather embarrassed, but somebody I knew, we, we, I want to go on to about learning to drive, passing your test, and then getting a car. Yeah. Um, somebody I know passed the driving test, no problem. They passed, I think, first time, as far as I'm aware. Um so excited young person so excited got to get a car check the insurance got the car when you learn to drive i would assume majority if not all driving cars now or driving instructor cars are power assist steering there's very few cars today which aren't power assist exactly they bought a car that wasn't they didn't check into it they didn't think about it um had a slight accident nobody was hurt nothing was damaged as such apart from the car but they haven't driven from that day to this and that's a shame it is a shame a big big shame but is there something to be said for looking into buying the right sort of car well yes i mean it it never ceases to amaze us very often that we we have our children most valuable possession we're ever going to get in our life possibly Mm. And parents will pay for all the driving lessons and then they buy them a cheap car, which um, really most people wouldn't even consider. No. Uh, Why not buy them a diesel car? But of course money is a problem. But what we do try and encourage people is having passed your driving test and having bought your first car, doesn't matter how far down the line it is after passing your driving test, um, we try and encourage them to take just one more driving lesson, just one, but in their car. Mm. Because very often, most driving school cars, for economy reasons, are diesel. Yeah. Um, and very often, youngsters buy a petrol car, which is drives so, differently. It drives differently, yeah. absolutely. So again, we, we can, we, we've got instructors who have got um, uh, petrol cars. We've got eleven instructors in our team, and we've got um, two or three, I believe now, but certainly two petrol cars in that. Mm. Um, but we, 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 any of our instructors can just go out and show you how to get going and how to how to drive away in the petrol engine, which doesn't isn't as sympathetic as a diesel car no. very often. No, it's it, it because this is the other thing. I mean, you you also get the other end of the scale where you get a young person who's passed their test, and they'll go out and they'll be at top of the range, you know, mighty meaty car. And sadly, the next thing you hear is that they've wrapped it around a lamppost. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, 
if I'm right, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you pass your bike test, you've got different levels. Yeah, you, you do. Yeah. yeah. Why can that not be included in, in driving tests? It, it, it could be, but the government loves nothing more than to legislate against motorcyclists in different ways. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I'm, I'm true. Sorry to say. Yeah, um, very much so, yes. Um, I was a motorcycle instructor many t- long time before I started becoming a car driver, and it, it's always been hit the motorcyclists, it's legislature, legislature yeah, against them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, they could do something similar with cars, and indeed, um, the government could do it, and it doesn't have to be central government, because have the, the West Assembly government could um, just bring legislation in four ways, which, which restrict... Um, newly qualified drivers in certain ways. The Northern Irish um, Assembly, they've done it. They restrict the number of passengers allowed in the car. Oh, right. Um, now, this again, I didn't know. After a certain time at night, um, you, you can only have... Um, you must have a blood relative in your car. If you want somebody under the age of 21 in the car, you must have somebody older in the car. Good gosh. They have speed limits, different speed limits for um, newly, newly qualified drivers. They, they've done quite a lot in Ireland. I've got to say both Southern Ireland, but and Northern Ireland as well, they do, um, they, they do legislate to try and keep young drivers safe for the first couple of years. But this is it. I mean, you you know you you drive. What is the average CC of a, of a driving instructor car now? Um, or liters? I, I'm, I'm not car minded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm more a bike girl. <laughs> they, they, they average out to about 1.5, 1500cc, where they diesel or petrol. So you you've got somebody that learns to drive and, and a one point, and then all of a sudden gets in a three liter. Yeah, you know, surely there must be a way. You know, if they could legislate that they build up to that, because it is a big difference to drive something that that high up on the scale. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and especially if these people are then going to take that car up to Cardiff or, or some a, a bigger combines, uh, combined area, uh, which they haven't learnt in and they've not they're not used to. No, um, because that no is that that is the other thing. I mean, we we are a town. We've got a lot of towns, villages, but we the nearest sort of big area to drive would be Cardiff or Swansea, wouldn't yeah, it? Absolutely right. And um, this is one thing where I admire the, the, the French system of learning to drive, where you, you would have to learn how to drive in a motorway, you would have to take driving lessons in more busy urban areas, which we, we don't ask people to do in this country. No, I, I know there are some driving schools that will do um, a motorway course. Yeah, we, we all offer that, and we do it with the Pass Plus Cymru scheme, which again, you can access through Pembroke County Council's Road Safety Office. Are these these schemes that are available? Are they available for any age group? It's tr- it's really for people under the age of twenty four. Um, any driving instructor will do what we call a private pass plus scheme, right? Review, uh, regardless of your age, but for people under the age of twenty four, um, to go to do a private private one um, would cost you anything one hundred and fifty, hundred eighty five pounds. Oh, that's a lot of money. Whereas we're fortunate again living in Wales that the Welsh Assembly Government. Um, they sponsor Pass Plus. It's called Pass Plus Cumbrian Wales. It's exactly the same as the National Pass Plus. In fact, right. it's the same paperwork we have to complete <laughs> at the end of having yeah. done it. But uh, for youngsters, they, they for £20, uh, just £20, they get a three-hour classroom session and they get six hours of instruction, which will take them up the motorways, um, into Cardiff, through Cardiff City Centre, with uh, a proper driving instructor. No because it, I think, uh, I mean, as you say, a lot of young people, they, they do go to Cardiff for a night out, for the nightlife, 
and they want to drive up there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so I, I would recommend something like that. Well, one thing we don't have around this area are, are bus lanes, for example. And no, we, there's a lot of things we don't... Box junctions we don't have. <laughs> Uh, well, we've got two and a half dresses. Oh, we have got two, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, we, we, we had one young girl who was learning with us some years ago, and her boyfriend would already passed his test. We were going to Cardiff, and mm. we, we just said, um, be careful of the bus lanes in Cardiff. Now, don't get caught out in those because you're going up on a Saturday, it's going to be busy. And, yeah. Um, anyway, they came back, and she said, um, well, we got on Cardiff quite well. It was quite busy, but with this green lane, which was empty most of the time, was <laughs> With a picture of a car in it, and we just went down there and we said, Well, the picture of the car, and she represents a taxi, you've been in the bus lane. And the boyfriend picked up four tickets in one day. That was handy. It taught yeah. a lesson. Yeah, it was a lesson. Mm. But that is the thing. I mean, we, we learn to drive around, like everybody, wherever they live, they learn to drive the area they live in. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes this is why, especially holiday season, you know, you, you've got people that drive around here every day of their lives, no problem. They perhaps go away on holiday to a city, to a major area, and it, it is disconcerting to, to try and drive that. Because there you mix it with people who drive a nosy every exactly. day. Exactly. I mean, I'm like... Up, so yeah. they're used to it, yeah. It's, it's like my brother, and my, and my brother lives, well, Rampton, he's lived in Birmingham for years. And his idea of driving um down here we'd think what a complete and utter idiot but up here up there that's how they have to drive and i think you get the same thing with people that come down from those areas to a place like this that you find that they're still trying to drive because it's what they're used to the same way and there's no real it gets confusing where the balance is where you've got the people, bless them, that drive here every day, every day of their lives, and perhaps, you know, drive up the line now and again, and then you've got the holidaymakers who come down here and think, well, hang on, we're going to just drive anyway. Um, it's not specific to Pembrokeshire. Any, any sort of um, rural or semi-rural area, the people just get used to driving in yeah. in those areas. And um, one of the things we do on, uh, with our driving school, we do the um, car and trailer test, B plus E test, they're called, and we get a lot of people coming down from Mid Wales to do the trailer test, and of course... They're hit by roundabout after roundabout after roundabout and half the rest, <laughs> and they've come from the area where maybe they've hardly ever used a roundabout in their daily life. Mm. Well, uh, I mean, and I, they really struggle yeah. to, to come to terms with it, and it, it's the uncertainty, and it's and it's no different when we go away to foot to no, strange that's areas. It. Yeah, um, we we will drive that little bit slower. We'll be a bit more cautious. We'll be looking. We're looking for signs and. Which I mean, the right lane to go here, and, and it, it is quite scary, oh, you yeah. know. It is because mm. I remember, I remember, you know, I went up my hubby up to see my brother, and it, it took us half an hour to get out of this particular area because we kept going round this bit that said we should get out, and it wasn't, and we'd end up in the same place. And whereas here we might be a little bit more forgiving because you just think, well, it's grockles, you know, they're not sure, give them a chance, like. Apart from the ones that say, no, get them off the road. Well, we're not going on that one. But when you're in an area that is totally just car, 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 car everywhere, it, it's very, very scary. And I was just a passenger. Yeah, it you know. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, but there is no way that down here, you know, we, we, we have that sort of traffic, that 
flow of traffic. Not even in the height of the summer. The no. Rest of the world, it just doesn't exist down here. No. And, uh, I spent nine years of my life living and working right in the heart of central London mm. um, and driving for my, my job. And, um, I mean, in London, if you have traffic lights and the light flickers towards green, everybody's blowing your horn behind you to get going. Yeah. Um, you go to more rural areas, and when the lights go green, people seem to get caught up by surprise, and mm. I wasn't expecting that. You mean Amber either. doesn't mean sort of go? No, 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 <laughs> I thought Amber was get ready to go or get ready to stop. No, no. And it's a little bit not well-known fact either that green doesn't actually mean go either. It's green light only means go if the way ahead is clear to go. Uh, most of the time it is. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you get the occasional one who stalls, which is normally me when I was driving. It, it is. It's, it's, it's one of those situations with driving that there are so many places, so many areas that the driving is different. Yeah. And, you know, with the best will in the world, no matter how good a driver you are, if you're used to driving one area all the time, to, to go somewhere like that... To me, it's almost like you'd need another lesson. And this is where we tried uh, with the young drivers, encourage them to do the Pass Plus country scheme because they say it's £20, it's all it costs them, um, and they're getting so much out of it. But that does take them onto three lane motorways, and it does take them into city centres. We will take them right into the heart of Cardiff city centre. So that's an idea for all you young people out there who are wanting, who have passed your test and wanting to go, go for the Pass Plus. At least this gives you that extra bit of confidence and knowledge to know what you're doing. And don't pay more than you have to. Go for the Pass Plus country. Well, that's it, exactly. And we will be back, if I get this right, uh, after Bob Marley and the Whalers. <laughs> Lord, Lord, get up. 
isms, schism, game, dine and go to heaven in Jesus' name, Lord. We know when we understand, Almighty God is a living man. You can fool some people sometimes, but you can't.
Luckily, I've got it right this time. Yes, I forgot to red dot it anyway. Uh, we also had right here with SWV and before we had Get Up, Stand Up with Bob Marley and the Whalers. I don't think we've been getting up and standing up. We've been sitting down and driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what tonight's show has been about, discussing aspects of driving. And I have been um, rather educated, even though I am at the moment, I will say that, not a driver, although I've passed my test. I haven't driven for quite a few years. It has been, it, it's quite an education to to learn how much driving environments, laws... And everything that goes with driving has changed. It has, yeah, and it's going to be changing more. We were talking earlier on about driverless cars. It's yeah. going to be changing the law even more again. Yeah. But um, that's going to be a long time in the in the future. But in the interim, there's going to be other technology taking place on vehicles, which are going to require changes in the law again. This is the thing, because cars themselves are constantly evolving. Oh, absolutely. You know, and... It's it's like I remember the old cars, young age. Show my age, all right. Where you know you could get under the bonnet, change your radiator hose, or, or wrap it up with duct tape and get to the next town, sort of thing. You can't even do that now. You know, you, you basically go under the bonnet now to top up the windscreen washers and then close the bonnet again. It's, it's that's very it. Yeah. To do <coughs> Excuse me, because you know it's it's become more computerized, more you know sort of. It's taking, is it taking it away from the driver? I mean, is the driving experience itself changing? Um, I, I, I think what the manufacturers are trying to do is make the driving experience more enjoyable for us by making less things to go wrong on the vehicle. <laughs> but unfortunately... Yeah, that doesn't work all the, the time. The more things you put on the car, the more things there are actually to go, to yeah. go wrong. Yeah, and the more expensive. And very, very expensive sometimes yeah. as well. And, and unfortunately, a lot of them are jobs you can't do yourself and, uh, at mm. home you have to go to a main dealer or to a reputable garbage anyway uh, because they've got to the, the machines and the, the computers they need to plug into the That's and, and the tools as well. I mean, we, we've got a car and I remember, you know, I could change an indicator bulb, headlight bulb, without any problem mm. with the car we've got now. I mean, you've got to be sort of about two years old, skinny as they make them, and be able to climb underneath the car. Mm. It's not exactly <laughs> what I would call simple. No, no. Um, so you know, again, th that's something. Again, you would you you have to take to a garage. But this is what I'm I'm, I'm just wondering because uh, car driving uh, driving the cars used to be totally enjoyable. It used to be fun. All right, you broke down every so often, but it was fun. You had your mates with you, and I. I know it can be the same now. You know, you you can go out and you can have your mates with you, have fun in the car. But with all the technology, with all the computerization, is in a way that actually taking away the fun that, that used to be there. I never taking away the fun, but a lot of, a lot of it now is um, taking away responsibility from the driver because at the end of the day, the driver is still sat in the driving seat with the steering wheel in front of them and the yeah. bike in front of them, and they are actually still responsible for their actions on the road, and we can't blame the car. But we do tend to find a lot of people rely far too much on the technology in modern cars. Um, is that because they don't expect it to go wrong? Yeah, yeah. Well, technology is very much a throwaway society now. We're afraid cars are going the same way. It's quite sad, really, because, you know, there are some, you know, and as I say, I'm not a big car person, I'll be honest, but there are some really nice cars out there, you know, and, and you look at them and there's some really nice money on them. Uh -huh. um, but as you say, they are so highly evolved that 
you know, as you say, maybe perhaps it is taking the responsibility away from the driver. Are they more likely to have the accidents or...? Well, I think the way cars which have been designed to be, number one, more have a dynamic in the shape of the car, but they're so much safer. We, we rely on the fact that I've got X number of airbags in my car, so um, I've got this feature, I've got that feature, I've got anti-crumple zones, I've got mm. all that, which, which are, are, are great and they're very, very important road safety features. But sometimes that does persuade us to drive that little bit quicker, um, some years ago, 4 by 4s a lot of them had what we call bull bars in front of them. Oh, yeah. And the government legislated against them because yeah. they found that people with bull bars on were being a bit more, excuse the pun, bullish <laughs> in the environment. Um, yeah. Because there's less chance of me damaging my car. Yeah. So I, I pushed the boundaries a little bit more. But, of course, at the end of the day, it's not so much what can happen to me inside the car, it's what can happen to other people on the outside of my car. Exactly. And we, we, we tend not to think of... Of, of those events and unfortunately they do happen all too often with pedestrians cyclists yeah well we were events. we were due to have um a cyclist on the show tonight um but was unavoidably unavoidably unable to turn up we were also going to have tonight um mr david watson who was going to talk to us about trains and things and buses and what goes on in the county but sadly i'm afraid he will be back on on another show for me um And by the way, Adam Prince, I hope your wife gets better very soon. Um, Tonight we have been talking about driving, lots and lots of different aspects of it, which when we started the show, I didn't think we'd go into. (laughs) I do have a silly question. Well, it may not be a silly question. I was talking with with a, a work colleague the other day and we'd been talking about airbags. What speed do the majority of airbags deploy? Between 200 and 250 miles an hour. Ah. Which is about faster than the Formula One car. Yeah. Um, The next question was, at what... How do I put this? How do I word this? At what car speed? So if you have an accident, at what speed would the car deploy? That's it. What speed would the car deploy the airbag? Um, Different cars at different speeds, but what most cars have now is um, a twin operation where at the lower speed, the airbag will deploy, but will only inflate so far right whether the higher speed impact the airbag will fully deploy so it's what better protection it, it goes down to the individual car yeah yes i was right sorry yeah. <laughs> i imp- wasn't right on the speed i will admit <laughs> the, the important thing to remember though that um an airbag doesn't replace the seat but it's meant to be used in conjunction in conjunction with, with. because an airbag being deployed without the, the driver or passenger wearing a seat belt it's a very good chance the airbag will cause them at least permanent injuries it's not worse than that so there you go keep your seat belts on guys and girls we want you safe in the county um okay i'm gonna put george ezra i know we've had george ezra twice but the first one was mike's song this one is shotgun and hopefully we'll be back after that Homegrown alligator, see you later. Gotta hit the road, gotta hit the road. The sun ain't changing the atmosphere, architecture unfamiliar. I could get used to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. 
There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like a someone. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like a someone. We're south of the equator, navigator, gotta hit the road, gotta hit the road. Diving round the clock, bikini bottoms, lager tops. I could get used to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like a someone. George Ezra with Shotgun. Or it could be Shogun if you're into cars. Um, (laughs) We were talking earlier on about um, other countries and their driving. And I've had Amy Crean, um, who I happen to think she's absolutely gorgeous because she's my son's girlfriend. But they live in County Wexford in Enniscorthy, or Enniscorthy as I've been told to say it. Um, And... As it happens, I didn't realise this, but good luck, Hals. Uh, he's doing his theory test next month. And over in Ireland, or in Southern Ireland, I'm assuming it's the same in Northern perhaps as well, you've got to do your theory test, then at least 12 lessons, then your test after six months to get your full licence. But as a learner driver, you need a full licensed driver up until you become a novice driver. Is that kind of like the the green one letters that we get on the cars now, or um, that, that the green P in the car is just some involuntary which people can put up ah, to, right. to show that they've um, they've been a newly qualified driver. But in um, other countries, such as in France, it's uh, it's a red letter A in the red in a white circle which right. they have to display by law. 
Um, and, and different countries have different, different things. Longest. Well, this is what she was saying. The guard can find, um, guard can find you and you can be put off the road for a while. Now, I remember at one stage here, if you were a, um, a learner driver, you had to have somebody who was qualified, um, even if it was just a member of the family, in the car with you. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you've still got to do that. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be somebody who's over the age of 21 and who's held a full driving licence of the category which they're supervising in for these three years. Ah, right. So there is there's still the, the, the yeah. laws and regulations over here as well with that. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me very much. Um, right, question, <laughs> which I made you think about. Um, and I have asked over the years, simply because I think, well, why don't we? Why don't we all drive in every country on the same side of the road. Okay. It doesn't matter what side of the road, but why aren't we all doing it on the same? Um, Historically, it goes back to almost before the horse and cart, where several centuries ago, and um, you'll have to forgive me, I can't remember the name of the Pope, but the Pope at the time decreed that when everybody was walking off to the uh, um, um, events or whatever, um, they had to walk on the left-hand side of the road. Okay. Um, part of the reason of that is because most people are right-handed, and which would be a sword hand, so you could easily, if you were attacked by somebody coming from the opposite direction, you could easily ah, right. So when we started going to horses and carts, um, we naturally stayed on that side of the road, because yeah. historically we've been led to, which was great in, um, in some countries, but in um, America, for example, we yeah. were pulling bigger carts than we were pulling in this country, why the, doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, the the man in charge of it, or whatever you want to call him, he um, would sit on the left-hand side, so his whipping hand was in his right hand, and he'd have a team of six horses, and he could encourage the horses to go along. That brought along a problem. When the cart of an equal size came from the opposite direction, it was very hard for the two drivers to see whether they are going to miss each other. Right. So they did the most obvious thing possible, and they moved over to the right-hand side of the road, ah. so that the drivers were now near the centre of the, the centre of the lane, and they could see if they were missing each other. Ah. And they stayed there all along. Whereas in the, the UK, because we used smaller carts, um, and the, the the guy basically just had one, maybe two horses, and he sat in the centre of the cart, we had no need to move over to the right. And they've never changed the law. Well, it's not a law; it's just a habit. It's just habit. It's a custom, um, which is now. That's the way it's gone. Become the way... Th- that yeah. is it. That's what so happens. So it basically goes back to people ah. walking off to... Uh, no, no, that, that, was, that is interesting because I just... Well, I was expecting some, like, you know, well, no, the law in this country was this and this was that. Yeah. No, it's something as simple as that. As, yeah. as, it's just always been in those countries. That's the way it's always been. What an amazing way of looking <laughs> at it. That is fantastic because it, it is a question. I've always thought, well, you know, come on, why don't we? Now I know. And now my listeners know. <laughs> just in case you ever wondered, or maybe it was just me, I don't know. But, you know, hey. Um, <laughs> we've had a fantastic evening here tonight. We have talked all sorts of driving, from learning to drive, from the way we drive, from the cars we drive, to what courses are available. Now, if you want to give us a quick recap on how they, people can contact you and what courses you did give out. Um, we, we offer a complete range of courses from um, under 17 driving. We've been doing that now since 2014. Um, so we teach young people 
on as often as they want basically to get the controls of the car before they get on the road. We do the CB training centre, we have the only CB training centre in Wales and we have um, another base up in Cardiff where we do the same from driving lessons in manual and automatic and we can also arrange that in a disability um, adaptive car as well. And uh, the Pass Plus scheme, we're part of Pass Plus Cumbria, which um, we fully support because it's, it just makes so much economical sense. Why pay £180 for something you can get 20 for £20? And mm. it's exactly the same product. Well, yeah, it makes more sense. And for a lot of the younger people around here, it's probably in a level they can afford. Yeah. You know, because... Yeah. Um, you know, to a lot of to hundred and eighty something pound is a lot of money to anybody. And at the end of the day, it's exactly it's the same exactly the same course. It's just that the West Assembly government sponsor it for people who live in Wales, which they've actually something good for. Yeah, it's um, how can they contact you? Um, the, the easiest way to do that, they can contact us um, on our office or our, our number, which is oh eight hundred eight eight one eight zero two one, and we're based in Halford West. Or if they want to pass plus screen, they can just contact the, the road safety officer in Pembroke County Council, and she will arrange it for them. But, so um, they, the, they, yeah, they can do it that way as well. Yeah, the one stop number. Just just go our office a call to say oh eight hundred eight eight one eight zero two one, and um, we can help you out and we can guide you in the right direction on it as well. And that's that's for any of the courses available, or right? even driving you, lessons. Yeah, if you want to learn how to tow a trailer. Um, oh, you do trailers as well. Yeah, we we we, very, we do a lot of that. We put in through um, just over 100, 170 people last year. We put through well, past the driving test, the, the trailer test with us. Because it isn't that easy to do a trailer, is it? Um, or is it? it, it depends. I've tried once. Tried <laughs> I failed miserably. Yes, I mean some people, yeah, have no problem at all with it. Other people, it's um, they'd be better off if they controlled a rocket to the moon. <laughs> Probably do that better, actually. But everybody can do it. <coughs> and um, we, we very rarely would absolutely fail with somebody like that. Mm. It's, it's just a case of thinking about what you're doing. And it goes back again to what you were saying, you know, learning the way to teach. It's it, 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 it. If people can't understand the way we teach, then we'll change our teaching so we teach in the way they learn. Yeah. In the way they understand. Because, as, you, as we said before, everybody is different. Yeah, you know, and and no, no two people are the same. No. Um, it, it has been interesting. I'm not quite sure what happened with the video, to be honest. We were Facebook Live. It suddenly decided to close down on me. Um, I've also been told by a couple of people that they couldn't get it. But it will all be available on the podcast straight almost straight after the show. Um, give me time to put it up and uh, you can hear it all over again and including the contact details if you listen to the podcast the contact details will be on there um, I'm assuming have you got a Facebook page yeah, A1 Road Skills A1 Road Skills um, just have a look at it or A1 Trailer Training for, we've got two going we've got so do you do anything else is it just is trailers driving tests um, no, we do a lot of specialist training as well. From my, my previous experience, we can train people. Um, we do a lot of fleet and corporate work with companies, assessing their drivers on a regular basis, as and when they want them, normally every two to three years. Mm. Um, we, we do a lot of that work um, all around South Wales and that. And we also go to the Middle East to present courses to, uh, it's actually the second biggest employer in Qatar, which is the country we go to, which is 
quite interesting. So you can honestly say you're worldwide. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. But we, we we go out there and we 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 um, we have to advise um, the whole safety charities in India as well, which I've been involved with for the last twenty odd years. So yeah. Um, we work quite a lot of own. There's quite a, a varied it, thing of what you do, though, isn't there? There's, you know, a varied sort of choice of, of what people could do, but also varied experiences of yourselves, you yeah, know, we, with what you do. We, we offer training, um, and we run training courses for um, what we call close protection drivers, the drivers who have to um, drive into industrialists about, or politicians, whatever Bodyguards yeah, type thing. Basically, yeah. 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 It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you teach all the J-turns and... Oh, yeah. And can oh. anybody learn that one? Oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> I yeah. want to learn that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't drive on the road, but I'd love to go off-road and drive them to that, <laughs> just to see if I could do it. It is, it's, it's good, though, because, as you say, you, you do so much more than just, you know, your, your, your driving instructing and, you know, your trailer teaching yes. you know you are going out you're go, as you say you're going abroad and and influencing people over there yeah yeah what um, what started that how did that start um, we, we actually were approached by city and girls um, to become involved in that training and um, th- then it just became word of word of mouth when we we work in Qatar we have um, an agency in Qatar a very large consultancy agency who uh, we work through, and um, they just send us work, and sometimes a lot of it, the same as with India, is just emailing people back and forth, reviewing training programs, training strategies, um, bringing them up to date, looking at war, where the country is heading, the, mm. the future of the country, um, in relation to its the, the driving aspect, so to speak. Um, and it's just offering them that advice on it, because I've been doing that for many, many, many years. Um, again, sort of uh, with Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia started off in those areas, and now it's uh, warmer climates. <laughs> Nothing wrong with warmer climates. So, is is there a fight amongst you all if you've got to actually go out there? <laughs> um, no, because I go. <laughs> but uh, Sarah, my wife, she comes along with me as well. She's a driving instructor. She's very highly qualified. She's um, one of very few people in Wales driving instructors who has a diploma in driver education. Oh gosh. So that, that again is something which is quite quite unique. I'd, yeah, I was going to say I'd, I'd not actually heard of that one. Yeah, it's um, it, it's something she she studied for and she did very well and she um, you know she, like myself she's got the teacher training qualifications and um, probably a little bit more on the diverse needs than myself to be honest. So um, she's a very very knowledgeable people and I've got to say that the Qataris just love her to pieces. <laughs> they, they love her to absolute pieces. It's. It's nice though that the two of you have got the, the same, you know, you you you're working together. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's nice to hear that you're saying she's you know slightly better than you. Um, I'm not sure I said that. Uh, <laughs> I have. It's okay, Sarah. Um, but it's the fact that you're both going out there and getting these extra qualifications, these extra bits and pieces that that are in, enabling you to to teach and to do with people you know not just driving aspects but teaching them how to drive in their own way 
it's, it's an individual for you yeah. it almost sounds like it's an individual each individual person is, is an individual person it's, it's fantastic when um, months after a visit we get an email from uh, somebody in one of the companies out there they say hey guess what we just done this road safety event which is what you recommended we do and look at the publicity we got for it locally mm. um, you know give us more ideas feed me more yeah and um, you know we get um, heads of finance and, and companies asking you know, about telematics on vehicles and how can we keep our costs down and, yeah um, well that's just went over my head I won't even go to telematic te- <laughs> I'll just go for a telly <laughs> but it is as I say it, it is not just for you it doesn't sound as though it's just this is my job I'm a driving instructor no um, I, I'd go still crazy if that was the case <laughs> it's, it's, it's got to be there's a big big world out there and you've got to you've got to establish yourself within it and um, to, to an extent, I'm fortunate that my previous life, if you like, then um, helped me to establish myself in those situations. Mm. But uh, most of it has been done off the back of A1 World Skills' repetition. How long has it been going? Uh, ten years. Ten years. Yeah. What decided you to start it? Was it both you and your wife decided to start it, or was it you, or was it her? We, we were driving instructors. Ah, and, and anyway. We, we just sort of um, had the same mindset, the same drive to want to take things forward all the time yeah and to develop and to provide what we could see as the best quality service we could we could we could provide yeah um so we both think along the same lines and so there's very rarely any i don't know if there's ever any disagreements between us <laughs> because we we genuinely are thinking on parallel lines anyway yeah and it's just working out the strategy then to bring it all together so there's there's a lot more going on this just seeing you sat as a driving instructor. Oh, yes. yes. Um, driving examiner, ever, have you ever been that? or? Um, I, I, I did become what is known as a delegate driving examiner for motorcycle tests for about three years. Um, to be honest, I just got a little bit fed up of saying, you've passed, you failed, you've passed, you failed, you've passed, you failed. <laughs> um, it, it really wasn't for me. So... Um, uh, again, more changes in motorcycle training legislation. Yeah. Some of which I didn't agree with, so I decided that's it. So I, I pulled out of examining motorcyclists and yeah. back to training motorcyclists, which I've always had a lot more fun out of doing the training side of it. Were you ever a biker yourself? Yeah, still, ah, still am. Yes, yes, still, yes, am. Still, still am. Yeah. Nice. Nothing wrong with that. You can take the... You can take the boy to Wales, but you can't take Wales to the boy. Yeah. It's much the same in motorcycles. Yes. It's it's, it's in the blood. It's in the blood. It's in the blood, and that's it. It stays there. Yeah. No no blood transfusion can ever take it away. (laughs) So, have you. Do you. you, I'm assuming you don't still do bike training, though. No, not now. No. No. Just so it stays with the cars and the. Trailers and things. Yeah, we, we, we work in association with um, Neil and Podium Motorcycle Training in Halford West. Yeah, I did have a um, word with him earlier, yes. Yeah, he will be coming on a later he, show. He's one of the best guys around, so, you know, any motorcycle work we pass on to him and, um, uh, you know, we know we leave them in safe hands. It's, yeah, I must admit, I did have a quick look um, after I was given his name. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he does seem... And I didn't even know... I knew there was a, a motorcycle training up in Withybush, but I didn't realise what it was or who it was or anything like that. But, yeah, I've I've had a word with him. Hopefully he'll be coming up onto a future show with us as well. Um, so we'll get the two of you in together, and goodness knows what might happen. Oh, well, that might not be such a good idea. <laughs> oh, it'll be a fun idea. It'll be absolutely no, fun. We're great friends. We're not really bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, <sighs> 
there's not a lot left to say. I mean, we have covered so much tonight. Um, the the I think for me personally, the main thing I was impressed with and didn't know about was the 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 side that you do with the autistic. Yeah. Um, and that to me is absolutely fantastic because there are so many young people in our county now that you know are going to be able to have that chance to have that independence to have that confidence um that is fascinating uh on its own well it, it's something which we're very proud of and we, we we keep continuing to try and progress it and uh, mm. make sure we, we, we we've got the latest teaching techniques available all the time um and we, we can it's, it's such a good feel good factor to know that you have helped them and you can see them being successful at the end of it exactly because you know sometimes there are a, a lot of situations where um they possibly feel in a way they give up because yeah. you know people aren't or don't want to or are unable um to to give them that sort of help and especially with something to them that is that major you know but they can do it they are more than capable of doing it yeah. it's just the way we teach them it's what matters or the way they teach you oh ah, well yes. yeah mm. i am going to put what am i going to put on i'm going to put casey and the sunshine band on because the computer told me to but shh, we've had no gremlins tonight and i shall be back
And that was Casey and the Sunshine Band. And we are at the end of our show. It went really, really quickly tonight. Very, very scary. And I would like to say an absolute massive thank you to Mike, A1 Road Skills, for coming in tonight. It's been a pleasure. It it has been fun. It's been educational, uh, informative in a lot of ways. And, you know, hopefully some of the, the people out there have taken some of it on board. There again, they might just say, well, yeah, we knew that anyway. Yeah, but, cool. you know, even if you do know it, remember it. Sometimes, you know. Um, And I will end the show on my song, which is Born to be Wild, and catch you again next month. Bye. Thanks for listening. Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. (laughs) 